Hi all, and welcome to Talking Bloom, the official podcast of Project Bloom, a student-ran project at St. Joseph's University here in Philadelphia, aimed at growing accessibility through interactive mapping, blogging, and of course, podcasting. My name is Graham Fagerquist, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sam Britt. In the coming weeks, we'll be tackling a variety of topics and hope to speak to a bunch of different guests. However, I think before we start, it's important that we talk about our backgrounds just a little bit. Honestly, accessibility was never a major concern for me before joining this project around two months ago. Facing little resistance when maneuvering around campus and throughout my everyday life, I might not be the greatest authority on the subject, which is why we'll try to incorporate as much lived experience as we can through our guests and written sources on accessibility and disability studies. This will be a learning process for us, and we look forward to making that journey with you. Hi, and I'm uh, Sam Britt, the other co-host. And I have kind of a similar background experience as far as it comes to accessibility. It wasn't something I thought about either before joining this project. But I don't feel that's necessarily a bad thing because just because you're not thinking about accessibility doesn't mean it's not there. I know for us it's going to be important to talk to many different people, read a lot of different sources so we get a lot of varying perspectives. But accessibility is more so something that basically everyone deals with just going throughout their day and though some people face more resistance doing different tasks than others it doesn't mean that me or Graham aren't affected by accessibility while we're going about our daily lives and I think that's something that as a whole project we're trying to get people to understand is this idea that accessibility is a bit more than just a handicap sign you see next to a bathroom it's something that affects everyone and it should be at the front of our minds as we go about our day and it's more so kind of more making the world inclusive in that sense yeah i don't think it's a bad thing either speaking from our perspective i think that looking at project bloom as a whole thinking about it in terms of growing accessibility through mapping the emphasis really is put on mapping yeah i think so too because you look through these other projects started by different colleges you have upenn's uh, mapping project and vanderbilt's mapping project and I mean, if you just look at their names, mapping's right there. And basically the goal of the mapping portion of this project is to provide a resource for people who want to look into how accessible St. Joe's is as a campus. And I think one of, the, one of our main goals as a project as well is to kind of try to get this expanded and have this be something that maybe not just college campuses focus on, like maybe cities focus on for people who are unfamiliar with the terrain who might need different uh they might need different kinds of just varying levels of accessibility they're going to want to have a resource to look through before they go and visit a place and i think that is where our mapping portion comes through for project bloom is it relies a lot upon hands-on going out to these buildings looking at the varying aspects of accessibility and on top of that giving, well, obviously a written, written uh, resource, but also visual resource now as we try to introduce more 3D uh, video of the buildings here on campus. Yeah, so currently on our website, we do have an interactive map on projectbloomsju.com, but we're in the process of updating it. Um, there's a lot of useful information on there as it stands um, about the various buildings and areas on our campus and how accessible they may or may not be. Um, but in the future, we're looking to add more 360-degree images of buildings and 
just different information on features like proximity of parking, signage, and all of this information will hopefully make visitors and students alike um, more adept to navigating Hawk Hill and just make their time on campus just slightly easier. And this is honestly one of the places where me and Graham have at least a little bit of experience given this project because one of the first things that we were tasked to do after joining Project Bloom was to create a rubric in order to assess these buildings' accessibility. And we created the rubric, and then we were each assigned a building. We go out and grade it, and I guess I'm going to ask you, Graham, how do you think that went? What do you think we could probably improved on, and what building you have and how to do? Uh, I think it went pretty well. I, it, the rubrics were pretty in-depth, um, and there's a lot of features that they try to account for. Uh, I was tasked with evaluating Bellarmine Hall here on campus, and um, I realized that there are a lot of things that need to be present to make a building accessible. And while walking to Bellarmine Hall, one of the things that kind of caught my eye is this new um, expansive rampway that has replaced these steep steps um, on campus, kind of by our athletic field. Um, while this might seem like a positive to me initially, uh, I thought I, I made it um, I made a choice to kind of recognize how substantive change isn't necessarily indicative of progress. Um, and just thinking about that, although these stairs might give the appearance or the lack of stairs might give the appearance of this great change being made on campus, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that it's more than just appearance in terms of accessibility. Yeah, because that's kind of one of the things that I think as a project we want to touch on, especially as a podcast, where obviously people are going to see like, oh, a ramp, like that's perfect for people with the wheelchair if they want to get somewhere. But accessibility is so much more than that, where we shouldn't just be looking at things and just being like, oh, that problem's fixed. We have to, we can just stop thinking about that. It's something that continually, continuously needs to be in our minds as far as design goes. And I guess that goes to, I'll just throw out my building. We had Barbalin, the Barb one of the most picturesque buildings on campus. I knew going in that it probably wasn't going to be a very accessible building based on walking around the inside once or twice uh, for a couple of classes. And it's buildings like that where obviously Barblin's a huge selling point for St. Joe's. It's on their social media. It's on everyone's social media a large portion of the time. But it's really a building that is hard to navigate regardless of what your physical background or psychological background is. And having that building makes our campus just less inclusive altogether. And I think that's something we want to focus on moving forwards with our project is finding places like Barbalin or even places like Marion Hall, which, you know, it seems pretty simple. Three floors, it goes in a U shape. You think it's accessible, but there's so many small aspects that provide challenges to people that you want to point out. And slowly but surely, you kind of want to create this environment where people aren't challenged either physically or psychologically to get places where they need to be. Yeah, I think you touched on something really important, which is not being which is not becoming complacent with the changes that we make and really keeping into account that this is an ongoing process. And I think that's where mapping um, comes in. If we don't recognize these specific problems that we have here on campus, then there's no chance that they'll be resolved. And that's something that we're definitely going to have to deal with more. Um, and we're going to talk about it more in depth um, 
the next few episodes, especially when it comes to the pitfalls associated with retrofitting spaces for different bodies. Yeah, and going back to this mapping group, I do see about it being continuous. And right now, we had the map, mapping group from last year put their map together. And we're going to have, Project Bloom is going to have to be diligent because we've gone less than uh, 12 months and the map's basically already, a lot of it's already out of date. So it's going to be on Project Bloom and going to other campuses and other cities who are going to want to implement something like this to be diligent and to keep up with the changing architecture and changing space of whatever you're trying to map. So I think that is really important moving forward is to stay diligent and keep accessibility at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, it's definitely keep being aware of accessibility and being aware of lived experience, which is such an important part of understanding accessibility and which is why we're going to try to incorporate as many guests and with different experiences and different backgrounds as possible over the course of this podcast. And so far, we've spent a lot of time um, during these first two months of uh, our involvement on the pod on the project discussing Amy Hamray's work, Building Access. And that's kind of served as the central source for our entire project. Um, the book has brought a lot of concepts to the forefront of our mind, specifically um, concepts related to universal design and intersectionality. And these are two concepts that you'll hear us frequently talk about on this program. Yeah, going off that, Crip Theory is another important thing we're gonna touch on going forwards. And that is kind of goes into more of like the social justice movement, uh, especially with the just the name Crip Theory, uh, not to be confused with the gang. Crip Theory uh, is basically reclaiming the word cripple and using that uh, kind of as a term that makes the whole process of getting these changes done a bit more inclusive for everyone. And that's something we're going to want to touch on and something that we're going to want to get some varying perspectives on moving forward. Yeah, I, I really love the idea behind the reclaiming of this word cripple um, because for a long time we've thought of it as this derogatory term that's been used to, you know, hurt people and keep people down. Um, and to reclaim a word and make a variation of it to empower people is something that I that really stood out to me and something that we'll really have to um, keep in mind while we're going about this journey. And uh, it's just definitely something worth um, talking about. Yeah, I feel like as far as the accessibility behind reclaiming the word crip goes, it's about all about making things more inclusive because cripple implies or has implied in the past that someone's different, someone's less than, they need special treatment. And we want to kind of get rid of this thinking where people are kind of sectioned off based on their physical traits where obviously some people have different physical needs than others, but that shouldn't be what defines them and it shouldn't be what we think of with Cripple moving forward is that it's a negative and that's a problem. Their bodies are should be celebrated just like our own bodies and I think it's about taking that positive approach to the word Cripple and taking it out of a negative context and moving into a more neutral context like with me and Graham we're going to talk about our bodies, which is what kind of accessibility is kind of all about. Yeah, making a positive out of a negative is something is something that I'm always going to get behind no matter what. And looking forward, we have a lot of material that'll be related to this. We're currently updating our map, we're adding new blog posts to our website, and we're recording several new episodes, all of which will be made available on our project website and across our social media accounts. 
Yeah, and you're going to want to keep up with all that. I mean, obviously, the podcast, it's kind of our thing. We'd like you to listen to that. But we have a lot of talented people working on the social media side, updating our website, uh, creating content for there, creating new designs. And then, obviously, we're going to be working closely with the blogging portion of this project, which is going to be a lot of our writers are taking on many different varying topics in regards to accessibility and writing about them, doing interviews just like us. And I think this week they're talking about actually what we're talking about, the mapping and the rubrics. They're writing about a couple of the buildings on St. Joe's campus. And I think social media was talking about potentially putting up a poll to talk about a couple different buildings and seeing what you guys think of these buildings and how you feel their accessibility is. And you can find all that on our social media platforms. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're all under Project Bloom, SJU. So if you want to check out a little behind the scenes look at what we're doing and to stay up to date with all of our content, you're going to want to have to, you're going to want to follow us on all those. Yeah, so definitely give us a follow. You'll be able to stay up to date with all that content and you'll be able to stay up to date with all the events and fun stuff we have planned on campus and in the area. Um, one of the events coming up is the Mapathon, and as soon as we have more information regarding that event, we'll be sure to update you guys so that you can come join us and be a part of all that we have in store here on campus. Yeah, all I know about the Map- Mapathon right now from what we've discussed uh, as committees is I think they're playing on it being in two weeks, and I think it might be a multi-day event. So keep your eye out for that if you want to take part in Project Bloom or maybe help. Maybe you just have... You just want to get out, see what accessibility is all about. The Mapathon be a perfect place to come and try it. So look out for that. There should be flyers posted, stuff on social media, our social media, and hopefully on a couple other accounts' social media. So keep your eyes out for the Mapathon coming up. Yeah, guys. So uh, thanks for listening. I hope that this episode gave you a good picture of where we're heading. Uh, tune in next week as we discuss universal design, retrofitting, and more on episode two of Talking Bloom. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week and talk to you next time.